0: Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Welcome Doug and James. Thank you so much for being on our podcast, The Creative Metaverse. We're actually shooting uh, this Live on at the Live Oak Brewing Company in Austin, Texas. So we are on the loading dock. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you hear, you, you know, see? a keg falling or an airplane flying over, that's because we're <laughs> right here on location. So. That's a
2: great place to be on a Friday, I have to say. Right? <laughs> nah. If you're going to be somewhere, that's a good place to be on a Friday. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we wanted, you know, part of this podcast is you know, we're in Austin, Texas. We really wanted to highlight all that Austin is and make that part of it. So, um, you know, it doesn't get any more Austin than the place that brews local beer. So, right. That's yeah. Yeah, and it's really beautiful actually in here. Um, so anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Doug and James, I, um, I was hoping we could just kind of start off with a little bit about your background. Um, in the fashion space and if you can take us on the journey of how you got to Atfluence and Super Pop Drop and the rest of well,
3: it. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a long story, but the short short of it is um, I, I'm actually Texas born and bred and um, I was working as a photographer in Dallas and, um, and I ended up moving to New York and working for some, big, um, some of the big photographers in the world and assisted them and then they, uh, 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 my first client was Neiman Marcus. And then that just kind of took off and um, started working for everybody from Diesel, L'Oreal to um, all the big kind of branding companies. Um, Neiman's really taught me one thing is how to brand visually. Um, I had one of the longest running records at Neiman's for branding um, visually. So when you sh- when you do a shoot for Neiman's, um, it's composed of anywhere from 12 to 18 shots. And- and the vendor pays for those shots. So the vendor has to approve the shot and the creative director has to approve the shot. So I was one of the few photographers that had a perfect vendor approval writing. So wow. it really taught me what, everything I know about, about branding, it, it comes from, from that Neiman's background. And, um, and, and specifically
1: so, luxury branding, right? Right,
3: specifically yeah. luxury branding where you have to get every single little detail right, like yeah, tiny details, you know? The tiny yeah. details, of big things. You know, the big brands want to want consist. You know, it, you talk about. It doesn't matter if you're a small brand or a big brand. You have to have cohesiveness. So, and when you get into the big styles, you have to look into like hair, nails. Oh yeah. Um, a, a photographic look, a pose. Like we had some brands that had very specific poses that you had to s- stick to, which is a little bit kind of strange, but, um, and uh, you have to just kind of work all that together and work. So you have to work to make the brand um, image look like the brand, and then you have to make it look like a photographic story that works together. So, and then you have to do that all in a twelve-hour day. So, yeah. So it's kind of a uh, uh, little crazy thing. So you start off in a white box, much like this little room right here, and then you decorate it, and um, you create an image that uh, reflects the brand, and um, that image is the most important thing, um, and that's why we got, <coughs> excuse me, after um, 13 years of working for Neiman's, um, we were asked to start um, Amazon fashion, which uh, we started under the name of My Habit. And um, at the time Amazon was blackballed from all the fashion companies, they couldn't even get in after fashion week, they couldn't even get in to see the collections. So, um, what we did was we worked with Amazon to create a brand called My Habit, and they basically just gave us a blank checkbook and said, "We don't know how to shoot, and we want to know how, we want to learn how to lo- learn how to, to shoot for luxury brands."
1: Well, and, and so basically, we, and sorry to interrupt you, but um, nobody, none of the luxury brands wanted to work with Amazon because, why?
3: Well, well, and okay, this is 2013 to two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Amazon was a blue bar the logo and just product on white and, and right. went in and talked off. to their company yep they, they had no value.
2: they cut off the looks like at at the wrist for a wristwatch or there was really no atmosphere to the images and whatnot that they were shooting
1: right and it made the brands feel like we're um selling at costco or something right like it's well, just the, not
2: they're, they're,
3: they're, i mean when you take a product shirt and you Photograph it on white, and then you take a, a Banana public shirt that looks very similar. Photograph it in the exact same way, and put them side by side. They they look too much the same. One's thirty dollars, and three hundred dollars, and so so Amazon wanted. Uh, I mean, all brands want their products to be represented properly, so they don't want to be put. I mean, you know, Prada would be put in a, a, a on a website that looks like Costco. <laughs> So right. our mission was to change the way that Amazon looked at, at media and for a giant corporation to do that took a lot of work, let me tell you. Um, so we came in and basically we worked autonomously. That was the only way I would take the job. And uh, we created lookbooks and just just pumped out images the same manner that we had been doing for Nemitz for um and
1: And that was such an important part of these brick and mortar stores you know i mean even what five seven years ago i mean barney's had the book neiman's had a book and this is predominantly you know they would create their own magazine we've got a truck backing up into the loading dock uh, but, you know, they would create this essentially a magazine for their customers, right? Ship it out to them. And that was part of what sold it to them. And of course, you know, they had their online photography. But, um, you know, for Amazon to be able to kind of create this same atmosphere and make it a destination place. I mean, part of why you buy a Prada shirt is um, everything that goes into it. It's not just the shirt as well. It's the experience of going the experience into the
2: store. It's a, right. and, and it's a story you tell to your customers as well right so how you know going through that process with them
1: right it's, it's... and then even the neiman's box you get when it comes to your house like all of that is part of it so to get someone to buy that same item on amazon is going to take the creative work of your guys's eyes to really uh create that
0: Say
3: amazon is anywhere close to where it, the, a luxury brand should be but they're much more branded and and if you looked at Amazon from two thousand and ten when we started to Amazon now, um, it's a brand consumer destination, and it's literally a website you can spend hours on and just kind of click through and shop. You know, right? Um, it's not you know the luxury store, but it, it 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 does carry brand messages. You know, and 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 it's it's a form of entertainment.
1: Yes, for sure. And we don't have those books anymore. I mean, as these retailers are shutting down and going out of business, it's like we've got to make those images online. Do the same thing. Those
2: Christmas catalogs or those holiday catalogs. Remember those? Those are Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, what's surprised me is that um, people have really stepped up and the technology has changed so much that um, you can take almost as good of a picture with a, an iPhone as you can with uh, back scary. then a you know, $50,000 camera. Yeah, it's scary. We're, we're shooting with these in, insane, you know, Hasselblad's with a $70,000 back on it. And it's just kind of insane now, I think. We, right.
2: We, we actually did a photo shoot before that, uh, before the slogan came out, shot on an iPhone. And we, that actually actually, was our slogan. we actually did, we knew the woman that was one of the heads of marketing at Apple and uh, we, we got to know her pretty well. And so James had an idea, we went to the studio, he shot the model on the iPhone and then I shot him shooting the model. And um, we submitted, but like with Amazon was just so busy at the time that yeah. we couldn't really follow up they actually
3: on actually follow up with it. With we, fa- we didn't follow green. up with
2: them. And we they used Amazon, it, so, so, so it's amazing. User yeah. on our
3: iPhone.
1: Right, right, right. So then um, after you did Amazon and My Habit, so then take us, um, into the foray of how you got to
2: act. I was going to say, he's leaving out right. one really cool thing that he does, which is, or has done in the past too, which is he saw, shot a lot of really cool celebrities. Like, Right. You know, so, you know, Moss to Kali Minogue, all different, but I mean yeah. like really cool. Right. I've gotten to work on a few of those shoots because we've been working together now for 10 years, but you know it's, he's done some really cool stuff as far as the celebrities, uh, as far as what he shot and the campaigns he's worked on. As
3: well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
3: But it's, what's amazing though now is that with an iPhone, I mean, when I got an iPhone, I think it was an iPhone four. I got it and I was like, holy shit this takes really good images <laughs> and good enough that I can blow up to nine by 12 and, and show them as a, as a portfolio and that's what we did we, we blew them up and sent them to Apple and they were like wow I can't believe that this is off yeah, from yeah. an iPhone right and right that's where it came from but um w- with with an iPhone you can create images that look like Neiman's from the book and so you have these bloggers, not bloggers, that's, that's dates me now, that Instagram influencers that are creating, um, magazine quality content. And I mean, there are some really good ones out there that are creating content that looks parallel to what we were doing at the book. And, um, I think the influencers, we saw this when we started my habit, they didn't want to give us any funding to, um, to. Uh, they really just wanted the vendors. They didn't want to give us any funding to, to promote the company. So we used 300 fashion bloggers and fed them images um, with promo codes and built the company from zero, uh, started in A- April to um, 13 million users and 58 million in revenue by the end of the year. Wow. Using bloggers. That was just
2: bloggers. Um, that's before Instagram. It was like before being an influencer was an influencer. And that's only in 2010. I mean, it's kind of scary just to say, wow, 2010, you know, it was, yes, 11 years ago. But how everything has kind of morphed and changed in the 11 years is really amazing. Yeah. yeah. And Bezos,
3: Bezos came in and said,
2: we like so much what you've done
3: that we're taking what Ritz and company's done and their, their techniques and, and standards rolling out to every division globally and so we worked to create all these standards for that so that everybody could use the same standards and and pick up the level of photography and it was rolled out to amazon globally and so now you see this website that looks like a brand destination yeah
1: yeah it's really incredible what you guys have done that with that so then take me to the you know the transition into affluence and how you went from
3: there well i you know honestly i i was just seeing um there's so much fewer large production shoots and what i right. what i do as an artist is really a large i call myself a ringleader really it's kind of like herding cats <laughs> you know you have all these people that think they're the you most are. important people in the world and they are you know you've got the best hairstylist the best makeup person the, right you know the best creative director And everybody's got an attitude and everybody's got like an agenda and everybody has an opinion. And so you got to get everybody on the same level and everybody happy and and do this all within a time period. So that's kind of really that kind of politics of of ring leading is kind of um, I didn't see that I I saw the, the bigger shoots going away. And so we started working with influencers. And um, so I said, okay, well, maybe I won't do the shoots. We'll just let other influ- let influencers shoots and we'll work with the brands and put it, put it together. And so that's kind of where we decided to rebrand and, and go from Ritz and Company to Adfluence Agency um, was really kind of the birth of uh, Adfluence was starting to work with, work with influencers.
1: Awesome. And then tell me about how you took Adfluence into the digital space. And crypto
2: couture and super um, yeah, that's an interesting pop drop. Yeah. That actually hey, have more super of a real super thing. pop drop. Super pop drop. <laughs> uh, super pop drop. Uh, yes.
3: I I just was in a real big creative rut after COVID. Um, right before COVID, I had 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 gone in and had cancer, and so I was I've been dis- wow. debilitated for about a year, and then uh, right right when they said, hey, you're cancer free, you can go do stuff. COVID hit. <laughs> So wow. I was,
1: wow. was locked
3: up for like a couple years, really bored. And all of a sudden I noticed Doug was like always constantly on his phone. It's kind of annoying. I was like, what the? <laughs> are you on phone for? And and he's like, it's this thing called Clubhouse. And I'm like, oh, fuck, another social media app. <laughs> right. And, uh, after a while, I just like, okay, I can't beat him, join him. Okay, I'm going to join on. So I hopped on. I didn't even know what an NFT was, so I hopped on and I found this club called nfts.tips. It's nfts.tips. That club is amazing. Um, It's founded by a lot of people that um, have this giving spirit. um, And that's the only way it works is you go online and you're not there to really get anything. You're going online to help other people. and I learned everything about NFTs about, and and I got fascinated by it. I'm like, wow, this is a new way I can create artwork and people can actually see it. And I don't have to work worry about getting it published in a magazine or do whatever, you know, and I can work with some of my old stuff that I can do composition artwork and some fun stuff. We did a shoot in Hawaii that we haven't even touched yet. but um, And so I started doing NFTs and then, I launched, launched them and then I got on uh foundation and, um, and then I realized that there were a bunch of celebrities that were starting to get on NFT, NFTs and then some brands. And then I saw some of the brands do well and some of the brands fail. And then some of the celebrities do well and some of the celebrities fail. And I thought, you know, this is a really good product for what we're doing, you know? This is a space that I'm comfortable in, working with celebrities, working with big brands, and these guys need help. Getting people, you know?
1: So um, let's pause the story really quick for anybody out there who doesn't know what an NFT is yet. Um, And, you know, I'm sure most of our audience does and is familiar with it, but, you know, let's just break it down.
2: Okay, so Uh, an NFT is a non-fungible token. It's a basically essentially a unit of data that's stored on a digital ledger, and it's used primarily. You know, if you think about a token, it's um, to prove ownership, authentication of like easy, easily like reproducible items like photos and audio components and things of that nature. So it essentially you know proves that you have ownership of that, um, and you see these NFTs. Um, not only now in the art space but you see them now in the video space you see them in the <laughs> song and media component as well it, nfts are you know it's it's really interesting now how they're breaking through barriers with just becoming I think initially the whole thought was around art and now where it's going to right so um, you know it's it's been, it's an interesting thing to watch this unfold right now but for us we, we have nfts around uh, digital wearables we have nfts around uh some art and media space as well as some songs as well so so yeah, those are kind across. of
3: i guess yes. that kind of move this into where super pop Drop started so um we were, we were going to market i started working with miss j to do a a, a drop and we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at placing the drop on one of the large um Uh, One of the one of the rareable or or um, um, uh, yeah, one of the what sorry,
1: uh,
3: one of the one of the many places you can buy NFTs with the digital wallet. Um, but what I started thinking was, you know, Miss J's audience doesn't really know about what an NFT is and they don't have a crypto wallet. And right. very few people out there that actually do have a crypto wallet because, and you know, I consider myself a kind of a tech guy kind of person, and, and I'm the first to jump on the a, a, a technology train. But even I, I didn't have a digital wallet until like the first of this year. So um, I think mean, Doug did before I did. Um, but most people don't have digital wallets because they're kind of afraid of it, and thinking, oh, well, you know, I might lose my laptop and lose all my money or whatever. And um, so what we decided to do was we wanted to create a website where we could um, sell NFTs without having to set up a digital wallet first. Um, that was a big thing. So um, we partnered with a company called Venley um, and they have an app that uh, works with Shopify. Shopify is one of the largest um, e-commerce uh, uh, platforms in the world, and for even small to medium, even larger size companies. We have a very large brand that uses Shopify. Um, it gives you uh, enterprise solutions to, um, to have an e-commerce store. So what we did was we we start, opened up a store where you can actually purchase an NFT using just a credit card, Apple Pay, PayPal. Um, uh, Google Pay. And, uh, yeah, Google Pay, and it's also worldwide. So, Like if you're in Singapore, um, things will show up in Singapore dollars, and they take like uh, I think they take AliExpress Pay or something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, their version of of Apple Pay. So it's a global thing. So it's not just selling in the United States; it's selling in in Asia, it's selling in South America um and they also
2: take and they also do take crypto too so there's a crypto mm -hmm. option and then to appeal to the mass audience there's the the credit card or the paypal google pay shop pay like those types of options as well (laughs) which is great
1: very very cool so then you guys started getting into the digital wearable space um from all of this right i mean you started seeing the
3: next step was digital wearables and we're still kind of kind of stepping into it and um, and kind of learning about digital fashion and and it's it's interesting I mean sustainable fashion is uh it really
2: is kind of the next logical step it's a big buzzword sustainable fashion in the digital metaverse right now right right
1: right I mean fashion is one of the biggest polluters right Um, of our earth
3: (laughs) You know, the fast fashion—that people just buy an outfit, and wear it once, and get rid of it. Um, it you know that, that that's not good for anybody, actually. Um, and and a lot of uh, chasing these fast fashions um, leads to overproduction, and um, that stuff goes and gets marked down. It just produces produces a lot of
1: waste. So, so let's talk a little bit about this digital wearable. It's like. Um, where are we using these digital wearables what what is it exactly you know i mean are we all going to be walking around with glasses and we're going to be seeing each other with this outfit on how's it going to happen
3: well there's a bunch of different ways you can experience digital fashion so there's for first um we have a product uh we have a line with miss j um, the couture line and the ready-to-wear line both if you purchase one of those you can use the um, the look uh, is digital fashion through your iPhone. And it uses an app called uh, the DressX AR Fashion Cam. You can download it on the iPhone store. Not on Android yet. Sorry, guys. But um, it's, a really cool look. it's a really cool app. And you download it. You can, um, and then you go to the NFT that you purchased, you punch in your code that opens it up for you. And literally you can hold up the, Phone or have someone else else a little up to you, and it puts the digital outfit on. It puts the outfit on you, and we made some really cool outfits with Mister Jay. Very cool. Ms. Jay likes to work with like magic, and yeah, it's amazing. There's this is his outfit that has this giant sleeves that and, come around and stuff. Right. It's really cool.
2: The technology too is getting better um, as well. So, what's how this is evolving to, in a little bit more practical practical application is you'll be able to wear these on conference calls or zoom calls you know so when you have the digital wearable you can use it in real life right and then also into the metaverse right so you know these digital worlds that are being created you'll be able to yes wear the wear the goggles and go in and attend potentially the met gala or go in and attend you know one of the other big events and you want to look really good Right, you want to look good when you attend because you're going to be attending with your friends, or and and you see this kind of evolution of this uh, of this fashion that's coming up, like with Post Malone, right? Post Malone did these sneakers, and you know they sold for like upwards of fifty thousand dollars for these right. sneakers, which is crazy.
1: Well, that's the, that's the other thing is like, yeah, you're going to be wearing these to high-profile events potentially, or in lots of places, and people are paying. Top dollar, or <laughs> yeah. like crazy amounts of money for these things. Yeah. I mean, like, can you talk about that? Like, how your mind is blown from being in this world of fashion? Where I mean, what would sell for fifty thousand dollars before? Maybe a watch, but not sneakers.
3: I, right. I. You know that that's something that is a phenomenon that is insane. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't quite. And, even I can't even totally understand it. And one of the, that's actually one of the things we were trying to get away from was were these insane prices. Um, we're trying to price things out at, um, at uh, affordable levels where everybody can participate. So like, um, and what we did was on, on all of the collectible items, the non-fashion items and some of the accessories um, where we had some flexibility in the price point, we started everything off at a dollar. So literally you could go go in and buy a a crypto Couture NFT for a dollar and only five five people got them for a dollar and then they jumped up to $29. Then 10 people got them and they jumped up to $49 and $59 and now I think that I think that first one's up at, what, 295 Doug? Uh,
2: no, I know. Yeah, uh, well, I want to say it's maybe close to 400 I think. But, I mean, the retail the value or the resale value, like on the secondary market, it's about $495. But that's $495. the same one that people got for a dollar, which is, you so, know, really interesting. Wow. Because <laughs> people a lot of opportunity. I mean,
3: a lot, a lot of people haven't really even seen our site yet and um but the people that are kind of loyal followers are coming in and grabbing these deals like we put some stuff on a, on there for a dollar and it was gone like it was gone yeah. into say yeah
1: and do you guys get a piece of that every time it sells on the secondary market with the way the nft and the blockchain work, so that's exciting for you as a creator
3: yes. right? yeah right very exciting um well <laughs> i think i think what the metaverse is doing with creators is is it's it's creating an entire economic shift and uh, an opportunity, um, and that's kind of what's great about the metaverse is that you don't have to be. It doesn't matter how old or young you are, you know, right. or how rich or you are. If you can figure it out, create an NFT and sell it, it you can do the same thing we're doing. Um, right. It's kind of amazing. Um, the metaverse is kind of the great equalizer. You know, it's kind of the last uh, frontier. Right the whole thing is. When you when you represent yourself out there in a meta, in the metaverse, you get to choose your avatar. So you're not we're not really kind of restricted into all the cultural biases that we're born into. You can, you know, you can run around with a horse head on or the <laughs> on or whatever. You know,
0: it's um, like a fresh start. Really
3: kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah.
1: And what is um, what's happening with three D artists and like, you know where and why should they be even more excited about the metaverse because I feel like you know as a 3D artist you were kind of limited to films and games and um, some of these more uh, I guess well-known spaces but now with the metaverse I mean there's jobs popping up everywhere
2: people I mean this is this is the beginning right so you know just in the amount of time James and I have been working on this together. It's amazing to watch how this has evolved, right? So, and when you think you know something, all of a sudden it quickly changes. And the demand for jobs and artists, and maybe in you know, in enhancing the technology and where it's going, and making it more lifelike, and the wearables more lifelike. And then you know, and you think, oh well, I've done this, and now I should do that, and. You know, you get these new terms coming out like fidgetal, right? So, right. you think of oh, what's a fidgetal item? A fidgetal is when you receive the physical, potentially made-to-order item, and you receive the digital asset as well, right? And so, it's constantly evolving. It's a really, really exciting thing. But I, I, you know, when I first started working with James on this, I'm like, you know. I'm only going to be able to spend so much time, but it's so fascinating. I want to spend more time on it, you know, and it's constantly changing all the time. So it's, it's a real adventure, you know. I know because
3: yeah. primarily works with the influencers. So I kind of started off working with this as, uh, as so he's he took over the influencer division and instead of developing more uh, shoots, I decided to go with the route of NFTs and, um, and the clients are all really kind of, I've got a lot of people that are are wanting to do drops on this website. And what's amazing is people are literally able to create a fortune. They're able to (laughs) come in and buy things early, (laughs) hold on to them for a year, and then sell them for 100, 200 times the
2: value. So
1: how, oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, that's the nice thing about um, a digital wearable too is not only can you utilize it and wear it right but then you can again sell it in the secondary market and generally for like james said a significant increase right so you see see things that originally might have gone for a couple hundred dollars now they're going for a couple of thousand dollars especially with the the limited edition items where they've only made a few and like with miss j for instance with the couture collection there's only one of one, right? Of certain pieces, which right. really amps up the value. So when, you know, putting, when you have a designer or a celebrity that's working on this with you, obviously it's going to amp up the, the the eyes that are on it. But then when someone hears, oh, wow, this is a one of a kind piece. It's people, you know, there's just a swell of people that really want to get their hands on it. And, and there's not a ton of marketing that you really have to do around it because People, you know, there's a real need right now where, where people want to get their hands on these limited edition items right now. Right, you know,
3: right. I, I, I wanted to take a chance, a, a moment. I saw, you know, this these insane amounts of money people are spending on on NFTs, and um, I saw the opportunity to get into it. And I, I realized, you know, at this point in time, we've we have. Done so much and taken so much at my point point in life that I really want to try to give back to the community. And whenever you see some uh, uh, some a uh, uh, trend that's making this much money, I think it's really important to give back some of the money to the community. So we caught we started a cause called the Super Pop, uh, me, the Super Phoenix Foundation, um, and that uh, work that foundation is going to work with kids to teach these digital skills. Um, so these kids, ki- so the kids can actually take their creativity and monetize it and create an income stream off of it. We're working with uh, homeless kids that have um, been kicked out of their house because their parents either don't want them or don't approve of them or have shunned them um, and have just been basically told they're worthless for their whole lives. And, you know, it just takes one person to say, hey, you know what? You're worthy. And... That's what we're trying to do with with it, with this. Yeah. So
1: So tell me a little bit about, um, you guys are not yourselves um, digital artists, right? But you're creating this artwork and working with um, digital craftsmen, if you will, to create these items, right? Designing the the poncho or the shirt or the bracelet. Yes, or are you guys actually doing both?
3: I definitely would consider myself an artist. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: I'm not not a 3D artist, though, but I'm not a 3D artist to to an extent. I mean, I know some 3D skills, but but you know, just because I'm not actually doing it doesn't mean that's not my creation. Of course. Um, So, I work with a lot of artists that I will sketch things and put them and put them together in Photoshop and say, "Hey, hey, this is what I want this to work with as a 3D image and model, and they'll create the mechanics of it.
1: And you're mostly asking for people with um, specific skills in Marvelous Designer, or are you using other uh, programs, too, for your some of your art? We're
3: using Marvelous Designer. Um, there's also a thing called Cloud 3D, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great runway presentation okay, thing. What's the other one? And they're also using um, Maya. You know, we're, yeah, we're Maya using Maya and... to, to create a fashion show right now. What was the
2: other one I mentioned to you too? That uh, uh, it's so mainstream, I can't think of it. on Blender. Huh? Oh, Blender. Huh? Yeah, Blender. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So blender is a great you...
3: one for people to learn with. You know. Right. I don't think it costs anything. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great tool. And if you're out there wondering what to do and to. Especially like with the open source. And-, and pick up Blender because you can create anything. That's the cool thing. You can build anything. And within a metaverse that's layered on top of the world, you can build something and like somebody can hold up their phone and go, oh my gosh, there's this person's house or, you know, this person's art or. Yeah.
2: Literally. I mean, and the technology again is getting, more so much more advanced like where you can actually place like for art basil this year like uh we placed pieces of art virtually so if someone actually went to that physical place and held up their iphone they could actually see the image that we amazing specifically there i mean yeah. it was really really cool we and did
3: we, we did a thing called the Couture cherry which is kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny but um it kind of represented uh uh we said pop your chariot basil and right <laughs> uh, so it was basically saying hey this is a perfect this is the perfect piece to buy um your first nft and literally that's kind of what our the gist of super pop drop is it's the perfect place to come and buy an nft because the nfts they're hard to understand it's hard to wrap your head around what an nft is without really knowing what it is technically but you know, I'm a doer kind of person. I, I don't really understand something until I do it. So right. I created this website so you can go in and buy a piece of uh, digital fashion or an NFT, um, a, a collectible NFT for a low price point from anywhere from a dollar to maybe $49, 99, one hundred and fifty dollars, um, and that's a really low price point for an NFT. Um, and yeah, uh,
2: but you're able I, to buy I,
3: that through Apple Pay, PayPal, whatever. And then you get an email, and that email then prompts you to uh, log in and create a password, and boom—you've got a digital wallet.
2: I was I was going to say why why your student like why people listening to this should be so excited about the skills and how we're sourcing things and the process of doing this is that, you know, again, you know, I've said this a few times, it's the beginning and the skills are so high in demand right now as far as, you know, creating, you know, because again, when you think about, you know, other types of artists like photographers or maybe even a creative director or a brand director, like one of my friends is, one of our friends is now the uh, president of Dolce Cabana, right? So they just did a, a set of these as well. And so, but he, you know, it's about, yes, they have a vision and then it's up to the next person to kind of be the sketch out that vision of what it looks like. And then that's another piece. And then it's then transforming this in the digital world, right? How is that gonna look? And then collab, you know, uh, as a collaboration, like working on the flow of it and what the avatars are gonna look like and like all these other pieces to it and, and kind of where it goes, right? It's in the demand, you know, in the resource demand, again, you know, what did they say? 0. 0.0007 or something of, you know, Point zero
3: zero zero nine percent Oh, yeah. Right. Has-
2: Understands what an NFT is, right? And, and, right. Yeah. And you see, like, those skill sets only going to become so much more in demand as time goes on. And I know for us, especially, like, we're, thinking about these next collections that we want to do and thinking about okay well what resources that we want to do and we're gearing up something for fashion week right and we want to kind of enhance the whole vision of that as well and can we do like a pop-up and can we do something where it's on screen and what type of avatars do we want to use and like all these different kind of aspects and okay let's think about the clothing like what are we going to do is it going to be inspired by something and you know, it's a big team to effort, I would say, especially like if, you know, when you're designing something in the physical world.
1: Right, Right. you need seamstresses and pattern makers and, you know, dyers and all of those things. So we now have all of those things in the digital world, I guess.
2: Exactly, and people are gonna have specialties and all different things and, you know, people are gonna be really good at at designing things and people are gonna be really good at implementing, you know, so you, 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 uh, yeah, again it's it's such an exciting place to be because uh, anyone that's learning these skills now I guarantee you uh the metaverse is only going to continue to grow and you see these other worlds and big big companies like we were at something for nFT NYC, where this one, one, one of the women that was on the panel, she's working with Pepsi and she's working with all these major companies that are heavily investing into the metaverse to work on their e-commerce operations and how that will be affected by these new worlds, right? So I, it's kind of like this big chain, I think that will be really exciting.
1: Yeah, well, for anybody out there as well, who doesn't really comprehend what the metaverse is, how would you guys define it as you see it right now? Because it's ever evolving, like we've said too, but- It's
3: ever evolving. And you know, the metaverse is almost, it's almost like it's the fifth dimension. You know, they talk about like <laughs> three to third dimension, fourth dimension. It's another dimension layered on top of reality, you know? Um, a lot of the worlds are based on maps of the world. And then a lot of the worlds are just based off of their own world. Um, and so you can go in and visit different worlds within the metaverse. Unfortunately, um, uh, Facebook is now rebranding as Meta, which yeah. is to be a big don't, people don't confuse metaverse with Facebook. Meta, yeah. Meta, not metaverse. Yeah. Um, they stole that name, FYI.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> they, they just took the name, seriously. They took but, the name yeah. from a small company and started using it and just right. said, we'll see in
2: yeah Yeah. it's it's it's, well but like for the metaverse too it's you know james mentioned um it's these worlds and within those worlds there are villages and there's stores and there's homes and the avatars actually live in in this world right and you can create those experiences like the moma or any kind of uh different exhibit or whatever it is and you can join your friends if you have the oculus on or you're using your iphone you don't even need an Oculus
3: though. You can right. No, you can I know, you can do it with your, your iPhone. iPhone. Exactly.
2: Or any computer. It, it's it's cool because you see these real the metaverse is actually kind of mimicking real life but even better in a lot of ways because you do like Jim said, you get to create your avatar. You get to figure out what is this that I want to have on my piece of land that you've actually been gifted or purchased, right? And the kind of the sky's the limit. And we, when we were also at NFT NYC, there was a woman there that was saying that she built a house. And of course, you know, there's a lot of these skills that are transferable into all different aspects of design and build with this. And she flipped her house for (laughs) $500,000
1: That is crazy. So what, why do you think people are spending so much money on these things? You know, I mean, I is
3: it... a rush to the market to, to grab the first of... Any, anytime you have a new market where there's a new anything, um, people are wanting to uh, grab something and and make money with it, really. And that's exactly what's happening. And um, that's kind of what's so exciting about what we're doing is we're offering NFTs that are really created and designed for everybody, not just, the, you know, people right. that can... Fifty thousand dollars on a pair of digital st- speak st- sneakers um yeah some of the outfits are very expensive um we do have uh, the couture outfits are gonna start off at around i think 2 ETH, which is uh like ten thousand dollars wow. but that, that outfit there's a lot of work went into that outfit and you right. also get the personal experience with with miss j um i was a little bit kind of hesitant about the couture thing but but Miss J really wanted to do it and dress X wanted to do it. Um, and it just creates the the, the mystique of the you know, one of one type deal. So, so one person's gonna own this, this outfit and, and that's it.
2: If people think that we're in New York, can you hear the sirens? Oh yeah, I
1: was wondering what I, that was. I, was.
2: I was gonna say also but, to, James, to James's point that he said, um, that journey or how you're selling things as well you know people that are in marketing and then collaborating with these designers and everything else it's about the experience that you're giving the customer so uh, when they did this uh they had the idea of okay let's do an online fitting with miss j for the person that purchased ah. the outfit right so how cool is that, right? So they're going to be doing that. And by the way, there's also a chance to go to Fashion Week to a show with Miss J. So you think about
1: an actual show or a digital show?
2: No, an actual show. Or both?
3: Yeah, this okay. is the real. This is in the real world. We're actually auctioning off an NFT that represents the the ability of you to go come to New York and meet Miss J and go to a fashion a fashion show in front row. During
1: fashion week. Wow, that's very exciting. I mean, it's also though, like, um, you can, you know, for those people who can't travel, maybe they're too far. I mean, I think the digital experience of this fashion show is going to be just as good as the actual right. one, right? right?
3: Exactly. exactly. So we're going to be, we're, we're, we're going to have a digital fashion show this year that's going to be really kind of exciting to, to be part of. Um, and um, I think this year is going to be the first year. We're trying to get listed in New York Fashion Week, um, but uh, we'll see.
1: Oh, that's exciting. So tell me a little bit about the mechanics of creating a digital fashion show. Like you mentioned Maya before. So you're getting, you know, you guys are kind of the creative vision behind it. And then you're getting some technical um, skilled artists to go in and build the runway physically. And, you know, tell me a little bit about that and how that process works between you and your collaborators.
3: We're actually getting um, them to go in and build the runway and build the the environment that um, is is within the fashion show, and um, that's kind of where I get to play play creative person. So (laughs) yeah. Um, So the runway and the space that Crypto Couture is shown in, Couture showroom, so to say, is based off of one of my favorite buildings in the world, which is um this the the, the um fire oh <laughs> and and yes
2: in in paris is it the one no I no
3: no yeah the, yeah it's 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 got influences from the grand palais but it also right. has it it's it's based off of um the uh subway stop this i think it's the the uh oh, of course
1: that, oh okay
3: I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just it's this amazing. um, It's it's this amazing building that's a skeleton of framework like this, and it has glass panes in between the framework. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So kind of that that kind of environment, kind of as a that kind of kind of shell uh, environment. It's, It's kind of a natural look, and you can see the natural light come in. And then we put a glossy floor on the bottom of it, and then we actually mirror glass that. So your it's your the the space is actually a giant light like, kind of two shelves put together. So wow. everything's mirrored.
1: So then then the um, the designers who are going to walk down your runway or have their models run walk down your runway. So now the artists have to also create the models and the clothes yeah, as absolutely.
2: well. And you. Yeah. And I was going to say, you have to think about the both kinds of experiences too the online experience. And if you do have a physical um, experience as well, you know, like, do you have screen set up so that an avatar starts the fashion show and then a physical person walks through the screen? Like what are the things wearing the clothes? Like how transformative can you make that experience? But also thinking about like, with the design that James was just mentioning was that, okay, so when someone either is looking at this on their iPhone or through those Oculus glasses, what's that experience gonna be? And you're right, like you think about the avatars and how do you select the avatars? How do you select the the different types of clothing that are gonna work well on this? And what are the finishing touches? And you're gonna have designers and and that are working within these programs that are really, really great at designing You know, maybe (laughs) but also maybe specifically certain types of clothes, right? Or the avatars as well. And right.
3: I, I, I think in the future, I, I, not this go around, but but soon, I mean, what we basically wanted to do was we wanted to cast pe- real people, avatars and use them as models and have them actually try transfer the clothing, have them tr- put in, put on the, them on and model it on, in a space in the central land. Um, and wow. so you actually have like, oh, you know, it might be, you know, a 13 year old girl or a 59 year old man. And, but they're a supermodel in the runway walking in. You
1: know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then imagine the virtual casting that you have to have for That's this amazing. as well.
2: I wanted to do like America's Next Top right? I wanted That's to do, Marvel. Marvel. right? So, which would be really cool to do.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it, it really does open the playing field to everyone, everyone in the world to participate, right, in a different way.
2: And these are skills people can learn, too. I mean, again, no one's really behind at this point because it's so new. And right. And there's going to be skill sets that are needed and that are transferable from them real world into the metaverse world as well so like you can take those and if you maybe you know don't know it learn it and then bring it over see how creative you can be because the only judge is yourself right and and you know people are either going to adopt it or they're going to love it or whatever but you know your worst critic's going to be yourself And in the playing field here is there's really no set this, you know, there's really no set thing that's either right or wrong, right? So use your creativity, play with the program, do this kind of stuff because adoption through community, it's going to be a huge thing. And like right. using like Clubhouse, or you work in Twitter spaces or, you know, there there's certain platforms where if you're working within the world of NFTs, those are the platforms you definitely want to be on, be a part of that community because so many successful NFT drops are based on communities, right? So it's really that message that's driving through, you know, whether you're holding a physical in a digital event or whatever it is, so much of, of, of the success of, the, of that will be driven by your community.
1: So if you are an artist who's got some of these skills or you're learning some of these skills, like how do you find these jobs in the fashion metaverse space like what are some of the best ways to you know find people like you
3: just networking um we are constantly on the look for 3d artists um uh i've been write us write us yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> write us
3: write us but <laughs> this is where the land of opportunity is literally if someone sends me a resume with a 3d uh, portfolio and it's good enough i'll hire them in a minute
2: Um,
1: And wow, what are you looking for in their portfolio?
3: Um, I'm looking for a sense of um, creativity, um, uh, perfect execution. Um, You know, the the details are very important to me. Um, And uh, just overall skills of um, being able to create something. Whenever her- I work with somebody, I I don't want them to do exactly as I say. I want I, I want them yeah. to build on what I say. And so how you want,
2: you want people that, to have fun too, you know. I mean, that's how a- I've
3: succeeded. Yeah, you know, hire people that are smarter than you and more creative than you, and, and yeah. surround you with people like so that. So even
1: if you don't have, uh, you know, a fashion uh, blazer in your portfolio you still want to see their work right because it's like you're looking for their eye their vision absolutely
2: definitely and and like avatars right and and like i mean there's going to be standard things that are out there like you know with the phone you could create an avatar of yourself or do you know those kinds of things but we want to think like beyond that like what what are the ideas that people have to bring in right kind of get them make, you know, get, be that differentiator when people either come to our destination or they wear our clothes, the digital wearables, um, you know, any, or wear one of the accessories, you know, it's that kind of level of creativity and, and how, you know, what somebody brings to the table is, is really gonna differentiate us as a brand.
1: So will you, if let's say, you know, you buy a crypto couture dress, can you put that on your character inside your game? as well as in Decentraland and in all these different places and you know maybe in your Zoom call or is the technology not quite there yet? And it's the idea is, is that- It's not
3: quite there. So basically what you're talking about are digital wearables within the Metaverse. Right. And to have that work, um, you have got to know which world you wanna to belong to. So a, a wearable in Decentraland doesn't necessarily work in Sandbox. So that's the one big problem right now is that you have to buy into a w- one world and your accessories are good for one space. Um, what we decided with Crypto Couture was to hold off on, on saying, okay, we're going to do all of, all, of our med- all of our wearables in, in Decentraland. Um, for Decentraland. Then you're locked right. into just Decentraland. Right. So everything's so new right now. Um, And really, we're creating a collection that is something that is something you want to buy and it's the first of its kind, and it's a historic collection. So, Ten years from now, these are going to be worth a fortune. Um, So what we're doing is we're waiting till we have a community of a thousand people. And then once we have a thousand people, we're going to get everybody to vote and uh, give us input on which world um, they want their wearable in. Okay. Once we uh, once we have a consensus vote of where where people want their wearables, we'll deliver the the uh, 3D file as a wearable. Now we can also um, in, 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 in every NFT you can request the wearable file, which is a, a .glb file, um, and we can airdrop that to you, um, and you can make it work in what
2: worlds you want to make it work in. Okay. Right. So they, they are transferable, but you mentioned the Zoom and the conference calls, the technology is almost there. We thought it was going to be out by the end of November with some of the partners that we're working with, um, especially like DressX, but they're telling us that that's coming. So it, it will be here soon enough. And that's really, you know, people get excited it's, it's when- there actually. They,
3: I mean, yeah. the company that we're working with, when we're on a Zoom call, they they've either got oh, they're earring, where yeah it's just not uh, out totally yet something.
2: to everybody wow but
3: and it, and it works and it's actually really freaking cool it, so it's great it's, it's, it's yeah, cool. you can experience some of this technology if you just go on snapchat yeah
2: yeah exactly um, right exactly. and you can tell, yeah. But this is now designer you know like that's the big differentiator between um you know, Snapchat and, and, and something like this that we're creating because their designers it, back it and that kind of makes the demand behind it. And the level of detail that people are spending and really, you know, jazzing up the accessories or the dresses and the flow and the mechanics of it really um, is, is creating that space now, which is, I, I mean, it's just very exciting. And then as far as the transferable of the world's piece, I think we'll see better adoption as well of things that hopefully will be able to go to the different places, um, you know, when you when you purchase that NFT. But on the flip side of that, you know, if things kind of for now were only designated for one world, it cre- increases that demand, right? So, you know, as far as the volume and the artists that we need and everything else. So it's, it's a big, it's a big thing.
1: Wow, right. this, is, this has been so exciting guys. And um, I really, really enjoyed the chat and we're gonna definitely make sure to link Um, All these places in the bottom notes of this uh, podcast, but um, I'm excited for people to find you guys as well, especially all of the 3D artists out there and, you know, finding new avenues to be able to use their skill set and talent. Um, The metaverse is very, very exciting. Um, in regards to that. So again, thank you for educating us and yeah, giving I know, us more.
3: Thank you for having us.
2: And Reach it's out little if anyone like, wants to we do reach you, If
3: you're an artist and you want to do a collection and you have some work and, and you want to do a collection with us, there's actually a link in the very bottom of the uh, super pop drop that says, um, I'd, request, I'd like to request a, to do a collection. Send us a link, or if you just I'll want to
2: work a on a project part. with yeah. us to get the experience, just and, you know, let That's us know. And-,
3: and also join our community. We're we're uh, we're recruiting, wanting new people to join our community, and and let us know where we want to take this whole brand. Yeah, this, you guys uh, are on Discord, yeah. Discord right yeah. now. Yep, yep,
0: right. on
3: Discord. Yep. Yep. Cool. on Discord. Yeah. Super Pop Drop um, at Super Pop Drop on Twitter at Super Pop Drop on Instagram and SuperBotDrop.com. Um, yep.
1: Wonderful. You guys, it was lovely, lovely yeah, to hear your you story so and us. thank you. I'm sure we'll yeah. do another one of these.
2: Uh, well, you know, it's, it's fun it
3: in Austin, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah maybe definitely. We'll, maybe we'll be with you next time because we could come to the ranch, but um, it's exciting because, again, like we've, we've highlighted that point that it's only the beginning right now and some people might feel like they're behind, but they're not, this is, just, not. we're just, we're figuring it out right now. And so hopefully when we get together next, we'll be able to say, Ooh, this is where we started. And this is where we are. Well, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, let's definitely get together in Austin. Next time you guys are in town. All right. Take All care. Right. Have a wonderful Thank you. rest you of your day. You Thank you bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.